We're going to continue, as per last week, uh, taking time to respond and to worship uh, as we share different things, small things from the Word, a time when we're looking for God the Holy Spirit to minister amongst us. Amen? Agreed? Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It goes on to say about God saying, let there be light and calling the, creating really the, the whole earth. What gripped me was that phrase again, the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God hovering over the waters. There is a hovering, but primarily there's now that indwelling. So let's just recap a little bit. that's not me and Jimmy Robinson was because we didn't have crash helmets and they did so otherwise it could be alright so we looked about adventuring with the spirit and particularly that indwelling of the Holy Spirit the person of the Holy Spirit and the importance as we we used the Illustration of the motorbike thing. But the importance of that, that leaning in, that going where the one who is in control, the driver, is going. How vitally important that was. Uh, the passenger doesn't really have control, only to actually do what the driver's doing. It's about working in, going, operating in concert. And of course... What we were doing back in the illustration that I used, we were seeking to get the highest possible speed. The increased weight going downhill gave us the higher speed. Also made it more difficult to stop at the main road at the bottom. Manifestly we did, or I wouldn't be here now. Adding my weight to what he's doing, to where he's wanting to go, I need to lean with the driver. So we're going to have a look at lessons of leaning in, how we lean in, so that we actually know what we're, we're talking about. Last week we used another illustration. We talked about the dancers against having instructions or actually dancing with somebody <coughs> who 
was an expert and knew how to do it. It helps us to remember that we're looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. We talked about how he searches and convicts and leads and guides. That was last week. This week we're going to look at some different aspects, but equally take opportunity to engage and to respond. In the book of Judges, we see something of the Holy Spirit at work. In chapter 3, verse 10, we can read how the Spirit enabled Othniel to deliver Israel from the hand of Cushan. In chapter 11, we see how the Spirit equipped Jephthah with kind of leadership, military skills in the pursuit of the Amorites. In chapter 13, 14, 15, we read how the Spirit empowered Samson to perform extraordinary deeds, like killing a thousand of the enemy with the jawbone of a donkey. I mean, that's violent and serious, isn't it? But what I want us to just pause on is in chapter 6, verse 34, talking about Gideon, who was absolutely overwhelmed by the situation, by the odds that were against him. The Bible uses a very interesting term. Here it says, the spirit of the Lord clothed himself clothed himself with Gideon. That's a, that's a very intriguing term right there. Because it actually means that there is a different operation right there. That he was... See, if you think about clothes, uh, they have to be on someone to be animated to be doing otherwise they're just a heap on the floor this is this is interesting because the terminology there is quite different different versions bring it out in different ways and the commentator but there's a there's a central theme of something which has its bearing now as we're talking about in the new covenant This is about the personal presence of the Spirit of the Lord. Clothed himself. Not just particular people at particular times for a particular task. That's like the old covenant. But now talking about an indwelling. This is the new covenant. He is in us and with us. We looked at that scripture last week. Of course, we can be children of the new covenant, but still relate to the Holy Spirit of those of the, as those of the old covenant did, when we only approach him at particular times and, or for particular tasks. And like that, we forsake that indwelling. That's why it's really, really 
critical that we understand the person and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because if we just come for particular times and tasks, that's really not like riding pillion, which is the illustration that we've been using. That's with, that's in, that's personal, that's personal involvement. So let's have a look at a couple of things. Lessons on leaning in. How do we do this? Remember, on the motorbike, you have to lean where the, where the driver goes. So how do we lean in in prayer? Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. We get a very key clue there. Very significant uh, scriptures. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but when you come to pray, do you ever find your thoughts go all over the place? <laughs> it's not always easy to find the heart to pray. And I find it very interesting because he's the Apostle Paul naming himself. He's not saying you, he's saying we. He's naming himself with that. So he's Apostle Paul understanding the difficulty. We don't know what to pray. We get distracted. He's basically saying something that we understand. Just don't quite know what to pray. And yet it's going on to tell us that the Spirit helps us, dwelling in us, working in us. It's like a, a, a grace operation of the Spirit. And that word helps has a, a, a real root meaning of joining together to help. It's like a personal involvement, again. It's like if we're trying to, if we're trying to lift something, and if, if I was, this chair was really heavy, and I'm trying to lift it, and then Daniel came and helped me, It's helping us perform the task. Thank you, Daniel. Sorry to wake you. Imagine that. God, the Holy Spirit, dwelling in us, directing us in prayer, and then helping us to actually do that. To achieve his purpose and his plan. It goes on to say about groanings. That word, again, because we, we don't groanings, we, oh, oh, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't exactly mean that. It really indicates Lacking the ability to speak. Not able to form words. Which is a pretty critical thing. But he picks up something 
which is above and beyond just words. This is where leaning in comes in. We're able to to rest and rely on him. In fact, it may not even be words. There's a place of, of praying with God, the Holy Spirit, in us, giving a, a strength of fervency, going beyond speech. I think I, I know a little bit of when I talk about having better conversations with myself when I'm in the car than listening to music or radio I'm not totally egocentric on that I'm actually thinking there are times when we're engaged in other things where we can commune with the Spirit of God. And it can be, as we open our hearts to him, he knows the heart and the burden. And we maybe not know how to pray, or maybe not forming words. We're talking about an engagement with God, which goes beyond words. As he, as we submit to him, and he takes us. The interesting thing is we can't do this without God. And actually he's chosen not to do it without us. Isn't that amazing? Almighty God, the creator of the universe, has chosen... Not to do things without engaging us because of his love for us, because of his desire upon us. We can't do it without him. He won't do it without us. He helps us to lift and to engage in the things that are concerning us. Praying in the spirit. Of course, he also intercedes for us. When kind of operating on our behalf before God, which is again not about our ability to voice things. I took uh, one of the grandchildren to the sweet shop. It's a great thing being a grandparent. You can do all the things that you tell parents not to do. I've had many complaints from my children. You didn't let us do that. No, that's right. (laughs) Not only take him to the sweet shop, but help him to decide which sweet. And of course pay the money for it. The only thing I didn't have to do was eat it. See, we think about this. The Holy Spirit takes us, helps us, facilitates us, and actually often just pays the money as well. 
We're talking here about committing to a, let's call it a spiritual transaction in prayer. Not a list of things. Here's my shopping list, Lord, for today. It's not wrong. It's not wrong just to pray prayers of petition, request before God. But it's not enough. We're talking here about the potential, according to this scripture, of a spiritual transaction. Where we're inviting him to search me and know my heart. Where we kind of just take a little break from talking in order to muse and meditate and to hear him. Where we let the spirit cause a stirring inside us. Let him deal with, as you lay your feelings before him, without just having to kind of give him an explanation. Oh Lord, oh Lord, if only you knew the difficulty and the pain. I'm talking to the creator of the universe, the one who put the stars in place, the one who made me, and I'm asking, does he understand? See, sometimes we we just need to take that little time where we say, well, let's just stop and pause and let him have his way. God, help me to remember you. Lord, come occupy my emotions, my mind, my logic. Okay. So let's take a little pause. Let's do that. Let's take a little time. Holy Spirit. I choose to lean in to you. I choose now to lean in in prayer. I choose now to just invite you. Stir some feeling. Speak your word. I choose to just wait before you. You just take a little time. Just maybe they'll lead us and we'll just worship quietly. Maybe this is not a time even to be doing that. We'll just let them just give us a little song or music or something. What are we doing? Let's just be clear again. We're choosing to be active in the very things we're talking about. We're making a choice now to say, Holy Spirit. person of the Holy Spirit who dwells in me we're inviting you to help me to remember you to occupy my emotions my mind, my logic to stir something speak something a time of waiting a time of listening so I know how to move on we're all sitting 
I really don't want to know what it is that God speaks to you or stirs in you. But what would be useful is if you indicate so I know to move on. Well, I know that you've actually got this. So stand up or put your hand up or something just so I can see. I don't want to, I'm not going to ask you what it is. That's not what I want to do now. I just need to know. We're doing this together, aren't we? Yeah? Yeah? Great. Just stand once you know. But let's just take a little moment. Maybe it'd be easier to just shut off, close our eyes or whatever. Spirit of God, we just invite you now to have your full way. Oh, this is not what we normally do, Lord. But we see very good biblical basis for this and now we just ask you to have your way. Stir within us those things that you want to direct our attention to. you've got something God has stirred something in you some thought maybe an action maybe a word maybe a correction maybe an opportunity the time to actually just be carrying out this what we're calling a spiritual transaction in prayer. Beyond just saying prayers. back down again thank you for those indications let's have a little look at another area we yield to God the Holy Spirit another area of leaning in how do we do it we talked about prayer let's talk about leaning in through the gift of tongues Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, anyone who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to people but to God. This is an interesting way of facilitating adventuring with the Spirit, actually talking to God, direct communication with Him. Bible also says that there is a, an outworking there is a side effect of speaking in tongues using the gift that God has given. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 talks about edifying yourself. It's a, a building up of yourself. It's not just an external phenomenon, but it's a building up of yourself.
since we're speaking to God, of course the use of this language that he's given us is a language that has never lied and never cursed. It's a very pure language for speaking to God. Something that's not been tainted or contaminated. Operating in concert with riding pillion. Hmm. We could use this gift of tongues in that purpose. Purpose of direct communication with God. define ourselves as a kind of side product but it's there God said it's one of the reasons <coughs> let's take a little time just to just to speak to him using tongues uh, if you've never never been filled with the Holy Spirit you've never spoken in tongues God has stirred in you that desire even as you listen to God's purpose in this and even as you commit to leaning in and using the lessons that we're looking at from the word of God just come to this area here and some of us will pray with you that God would just give you the gift so either now we're going to take a little time remember this is this is not normal teaching this is about where we're worshipping where we're engaging in what God is doing in the Holy Spirit so well, we, 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 apart from last week we, we've not done it like this before praise God isn't it lovely to do something new and different entering God has given you a gift of tongues just use it just quietly now just begin to use it if you'd like to be prayed for to receive that then just come to this area here and we'll pray with you this is our response time this is our response to leaning in one of the ways we lean in is by using this gift of tongues Let me encourage you to just join in. Not really a time for looking around. If, if, if you get distracted, better to close your eyes and just focus. This is a time of speaking to God. It's a time of using this gift. Direct communication with Him. Given the opportunity, if you haven't had that gift and you want that, then just come and we pray with you right now.
I'm absolutely convinced from the word of God that this gift is for all who desire to give themselves to God and yield to God. I'm absolutely convinced that as we engage in spiritual transaction in prayer that God will stir things, speak to us, cause us to feel in particular ways, cause even a particular compassion to rise up inside us or a correction, an adjustment. This is God's promise to be in us and with us. Who fancies a little challenge? Okay, three of us, good. Come on, adventurers. Okay, this week, find yourself a little place somewhere. Speak in tongues out loud for 15 minutes. I guarantee after about two minutes, you think, done. The challenge is to go beyond that. You have to do it out loud, in the car, in the loo, I don't care, wherever, just somewhere you can find a little place. bygone ages you could find a woodshed or a coal shed but can't do that now who's up for the challenge has to be out loud yeah 15 minutes and you will see what will happen all right Moving on, another lesson, this is a good one, leaning in through embracing your uselessness. Matthew 5 verse 3, can you put that up for me? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right? We understand poor in spirit has nothing to do about how much money you've got. Okay? Poor in spirit is the revelation that we can't, but he can. It's the turning from dependency on our own ability, skill, determination, whatever we like to call it, in favour of saying, Lord, I... I lean into you. I lean to trust in you. You see, guys, these things, it's not enough just to learn the scripture. It's not enough to be able to look it up like you look up in a textbook. But the work of the Holy Spirit is to take these things and turn them into revelation. What is revelation? Revelation is the ability to live, not just know the fact, 
but to actually live with that as a foundation, with that as something which forms the very basis of your life. Revelation of poverty of spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, enables us to truly pursue what pleases Him. What's the downside? It costs something. It costs something. Cost turning away from what we would like to do, what we feel to do, into that place of saying, Lord, how do you want me to be? How would you like me? And I choose to embrace how you would like me to feel in this situation. I choose to embrace the attitude that you would like me to have. I choose to action the very thing that you would want. It's not just about sitting and waiting. See, God equips us constantly. Equips us through that inner voice. Equips us through what we know of his word. Equips us through the principles that we've committed to live by. We're not talking about something difficult. You look worried. You're looking worried. Guys, if you had to do this, you'd fail every time. But this is the whole point. It's God the Holy Spirit in us, enables us. We just say, I'll let you drive, not me. I'll ride pillion. That's all we have to do. To gain all that he's got and to live in the fullness of what he's provided. We're talking about living differently because we're living from a different life source. We're talking about sacrificing. Oh, I don't feel like it. Oh, I'm not sure that it would be received. Well, they didn't respond very well last time. Choosing to say, Lord, what do you want? The sacrifice of being followers of Jesus. Boldness. This is kind of the sort of things that come up. Oh, I could never do that. Oh, I could never say that. Oh, if I did that, they might not, might not like it. But Lord, what do you want? What's on your agenda? Then to find. That we pick up. Directly in the spirit. Something that goes beyond ourselves. A boldness which is completely beyond the natural a standing for righteousness in a situation you wouldn't even dream to, to speak out an act of kindness you think oh well that looks a bit odd empowered to do what God gives us to do having a, a wisdom which is way beyond Else.
was doing this uh, this Christian camp and I was kind of uh, a lot of people there we were running it this is a funny little thing alright it just comes to mind it's a funny little thing and uh, there was two mature ladies that were particularly responsible for the cooking and I think it was let's say there was 60 people could have been 160 I can't remember and they suddenly had I don't know whether it was a brain freeze or what but it was like how many scrambled egg how many eggs to use to do scrambled egg for this number of people I've only recently even discovered what the Kai Chin is. It's just a strange place where food came from. Oh, kitchen to you. It's very posh in your house. In a moment of time, for this person who'd probably never done anything in his life like this, I not only knew what the answer was, but said it in such an assured way that they just did without questioning what I said and it all worked out fine nobody died I didn't know I guess I knew that if God puts you in something he gives you an understanding a wisdom an answer whatever We had a couple in the church going back a long way. They wanted a child, weren't able to conceive. Eventually, they had the child. It was great rejoicing. But the wife, the mother of the child, was suffering a severe case of postnatal uh, depression. I mean, that the balance of her mind was disturbed. And they were, they were in fear because she was doing such strange things. They feared for the baby. They called me to come. I knew nothing about this. I have no medical background. I knew nothing. And the Holy Spirit came upon me, gave me a wisdom and an authority so that we were able to bring resolve into the situation. What I'm saying, guys, is we can expect to be those who bring light into darkness. We can expect to go way beyond what our natural abilities are because we're living from a different life source. We can expect that as we, as we just let him drive and we ride pillion that, that there'll be an enabling that goes way beyond because we are people of the living God called to the kingdom of such a time as this but we can't do it without him and it seems that there are a lot of things he won't do without us because he's engaging us equips us equips us for the task Let's just do another little thing. You, you enjoying joining in, aren't you? Yeah. I know you don't look like it, but I know that. 
I know that deep inside you, you say, God, give us, give us something else. Have a little think. What are you saying you can't do? What are you saying you can't do that you feel you want to or you ought to or God wants you to? I can't do this for you. You're gonna, you have to engage in this, all right? What is it? An attitude? An action? A service? A kindness? And the way you join in this, say, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. What is it I'm saying that I can't do? Some of you already know. What are you saying? I can't do it. I can't be like that. I can't do this. But it's somewhere you feel maybe you want to or God, God wants you to. Why don't you just take a moment? Because you're joining in, aren't you? You're joining in? You're joining in? Thank you for those five that are. (laughs) Lord, what am I saying? This is not me. This is beyond me. I can't. What are you saying? Ask God to show you. Particularly what he might want you to do. Confess it to him. You see... Guys, we, we live in a society that teaches self-sufficiency. But we are not of this world. We're of the kingdom of God. We recognise that we need the Spirit of God. We recognise in order to be what God's called us to be, we need the Spirit of God. We need Him to drive and we need to be on the pillion. As you confess that, just now, take a moment, quietness of your own heart. Just lean into him and say, but what pleases you? What do you want, Lord? What reaction, what action, what thought, what attitude? Lord, what do you want? And we'll have a little time again just for you to do that. That essentially... As we lean in through embracing that we can't, we just need again that revelation. Lord, show me how I need you. And Lord, show me how I need you by just examining this thing which has come to light. Well, I can't. But Lord, I believe there's something that you can. Lord, how do you feel about it? Let's take a little time, just be quiet before the Lord.
promises. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. As you receive Christ, so walk in him. How did we receive? We received at that recognition that we couldn't, but he could. Point of turning from self, recognizing we are unable to save ourselves. We're told to continue to, to walk in that. To which purpose we have to constantly lean on the issue that we can't, but he can. We ask God to enable us to embrace that so that we come into a new place of dependency, a new place of breaking through the barriers of not what we can or can't, but what he wants. And he empowers us to do that. Next week we'll look at that further in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. to stand with you in prayer whether it's in relationship to things that we have been sharing today about leaning in adventuring with the spirit or whether it's for healing we always give opportunity so you just come to this area here and the prayer team will minister